So I'm I'm playing around with it. And I because it's in Napod Pomo, I feel free to do that. I feel free to try this stuff out. And here's what's really cool. Everyone else is trying stuff out too, and they're learning, and we're listening to each other, and we're all learning together. And and it's so much fun. With candles, books, and wine carafes, albums filled with photographs, and rooms that echo tuneful laughs, I'm so happy I could die. First of all, thank you so much for coming on the Geopaths podcast. I am absolutely delighted to talk to you and to talk to you about Now Pod Pomo, which took me a little while to figure out how to say. Yes, thank you for having me. You know, it isn't an easy one to say. And again, we can, if we want to blame anybody, we need to blame NaNoWriMo because they started this whole mess. Because um, <laughs> National Podcast Post Month is inspired by National Novel Writing Month. And so, you know, NaNoWriMo, Napod Pomo, here we are. Can we do a quick uh, origin story of not just what inspired it, but when you started it and any of the original information that you think they need? Absolutely. Back in October of 2007, I had been podcasting for a couple years Mm-hmm. And I heard about this thing called NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writers Month. And I was like, oh, 50,000 words in a month. Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. I totally dig it. Community based around that. And I think that's cool. I'm not interested in that. But I, I was like, that is cool. <laughs> and then the next thing I heard about was that the bloggers had something called Pomo, which was National Blog Post Month. And they were doing 30 blog posts in 30 days. And I was like, well, that's kind of like what I would do. Because when you do a podcast, you create show notes and you put it up. That's like writing a blog post. And so right. I thought, oh, cool, I, I might want to do that. And then I, again, heard that the video bloggers, which as they were called back in those days, vloggers mm-hmm. were doing right. that vlog POMO, National Vlog Post Month. And I was like, holy cow, even the video bloggers are doing a video, a, you know, 30 videos in 30 days. I was like, wow. Okay, if the video bloggers can do it, and the bloggers can do it, and the writers are doing it, I'm going to go join the one for podcasters. Right. And I and I looked, and I looked, and there was no such thing. And it was a surprise to me. I could not believe there wasn't anything for podcasters. So three days before November 1st, I said, well, I'm going to make it. And Three days. And oh, I my just, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Very last minute. I just thought maybe no one will join me. Maybe this is insanity. But I'm mm-hmm. going to make this attempt. And by the time all was said and done and we finished the 30 days in November, there were 50 podcasters that had joined the craziness, you know, last minute. No one even right. knew what it was. And it was, you know, just like. What what are we doing? Let's just all do this together. And that's still kind of the spirit of Napod Pomo, you know, 12 mm-hmm. years later is that it's a experimentation. And it's almost like we have this permission to muck around in the podcasting space, whether you're a newbie <laughs> or whether you're a veteran and, mm-hmm. and you know, it fail, try this, eh, that didn't work. But it's okay because we're all doing it together in this community environment. And that's probably one of the best things that I really enjoy about Napod Pomo every year. Definitely. It has been a massive experimentation on my end, which I didn't even think. I thought I was just going to quickly <laughs> record and post from the, uh, the, I use Podbean, from the Podbean app. And I it would just be me walking down the street doing it while I was doing other things. And I didn't realize how from when I first started podcasting to now, how much my pod ears had matured and how much I wasn't going to like the sound of that anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, and and so what's the new thing, right? Some of the lessons learned, some of the new things that you've done, some of the experimentation actually bears fruit beyond that pod pomo. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're like, well, that was an experiment. Let's never do that again. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> and sometimes it's like, oh, well, that happened. Maybe I should do that more, you know? Absolutely. I've ha- I've had ex- version, both sides happen to me at varying times during the past 12 years. And, and every year I look forward to what I think is going to be something exciting. And whether it is or it isn't, I just enjoy the experience. Right. Have you participated in and done it every year for the past 12 years? I have, but I have not completed every year. So even me, the founder, doesn't always finish 30 podcasts within the 30 episodes within the 30 days. Mostly I do, yes. But there have been a few years where I didn't. Now, I don't know if this makes up for it, but there was one year that I not only did my 30 shows, but I also did two other shows with some dear friends. And that year I did I did 90 episodes in 30 in 30 days. <laughs> Did, did you not sleep? I mean, what, what, how? <laughs> yeah, everything was live. It was all live. Oh. There's no time for, you know, post-production or anything. So it was raw and live and it was what it was. And, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Wow. I bet you learned a lot doing those three shows with that, that intensity of 30. And it's actually something that has helped me in the in since then, because sometimes we have I have clients or folks who are thinking they want to get involved in this, and they're not sure. And going through that kind of rapid fire, you know, overwhelm of podcast, it really kind of informed a method that I use to this day of bringing people into the space in a way that is uh, takes them on the journey. So they don't feel like it's too much. And by the time we're done, they're like, okay, I really like this. I want to keep doing this or or that was really great. I enjoyed it, but that's not my thing. And I feel like it saves people a lot of time. And so I ask folks if they're willing to go on a on a journey with me and do something like this in their own version, that they'll discover whether this is something for them or not. And at the very end, I'm like, even if you don't ever want a podcast to release these out to the wild, you've got blog posts, you've got social content. You've got a lots of stuff that can pull from that those audio pieces that we did. And even if you just want to take like a little chunk out of maybe a 15 or 20 minute show, there's value in what you shared. And so then folks kind of it lowers their kind of their resistance to wanting to give it a try. And sometimes it's, it's extremely successful. And other times they're like, I realize now that isn't something I want to do. And I'm glad I helped them figure that out because it can be very time consuming and expensive. And if you don't know what you don't know, how can you move forward or decide not to? That's such an important point. Because on some level, podcasting seems easy. You can use your phone or you can get a mic, you plug it in, you record, you post, you're done. And then you learn everything else that goes along with that. Right. It is not a set it and forget it. It's like a puppy or a baby. You know, you don't bring a puppy or a baby home and go, there it is. No, you have to nurture it. You have to watch it. You have to, you know, help it grow and you learn along the way. And so that's one of the things I tell folks is like, it's not a set it and forget it. Remember, you think of this as a puppy or baby. Now decide whether you're babysitting somebody else's puppy or a baby and you just want to try this out or whether this is a full on thing. And I will say what I really like about podcasting in 2019 versus podcasting in 2005 when I first got started is that now you can truly dictate what you want. It felt like back in those early days when you started a podcast, you did one a week until the day you died. And it was kind of this burden to some extent. And nowadays you can say, I'm going to do a series. I'm going to do this. And you can set those expectations and decide it's going to be a standalone. Like there's authors who create podcasts that are around their book. 
So they have a 25 chapter book and they say, I'm going to create a 25 episode podcast and it's only ever going to be around my book and it's not going to be anything more than that. I think that's fabulous. But in 2005, no, no one was thinking of that. So it's gotten more flexible and more creative over the years, it sounds like. Yeah, I love I love all the attention and all the folks coming into this space now because they're bringing their own flavor and their own spice to it. And the creativity is fun. And so as someone, as a listener, as well as a podcaster, I really enjoy all of this new attention that's coming into the space. And it's it's just, a, it's a joy to be in the podcasting space. It is, it is. Even just, at, I was at Podcast Brunch Club on Sunday and somebody who was very new to podcasting, he had literally just heard the three episodes in that meeting or for that meeting. And he said, oh my gosh, but there's so many, I don't know where to start. There's just too many podcasts right now. And I said, okay. In a non-bitter, just kind of friendly way, I hope I said, think of it this way. Do you read? He's like, oh, I love reading, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you ever think there's too many books? And he's like, what? And I'm like, do you watch movies? And he's like, yeah, I love movies. And I said, do you ever think there's too many movies? And he's like, what? And he would just, and then he got it and he went, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to tell me a topic and I'll help you find some? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that. That is a great way to to kind of really impress upon folks the fact that if you love something, it's never too much of anything. Right. And I stole that from somebody else. That is not my original idea. I heard it on a podcast and I said, I'm going to use that because it's very frustrating for me to people to say too much because it's such a beautiful space to me. And I'm like, no, 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 not never too much. There's there's just as many as there need to be. <laughs> you know, one of the things that really hit home for me in reference to that is that I keep hearing this phrase oversaturation of podcasts. And it's a well, it surprises me because I, I don't see it and I don't understand where it's coming from. And then I was at Podcast Movement in August and Rob Walsh said this stat. Did you know for every 1000 blogs in existence, there's only one podcast? And that just blew that blew my mind because in theory, right, we're getting close to 800,000 podcasts in existence. So now let's multiply that. Doesn't that mean that there's 800 million blogs in existence? Oh my gosh. So are That's we over are we oversaturated in the podcast space? Uh no. There is too much choice in ketchup. I don't think there's too much choice in podcasting. <laughs> well, and then there's there's so many different nuances and niches and just little subtleties and and I I have a tendency that when I find a genre that I really like, I want I want it all. I want one of every animal and one of every flavor. And so uh, people say, well, you know, there's really good ones already in that genre or that topic. And what could I add? And I always like to share what I think of when I think about that. When I was a little girl, my grandmother would watch uh, Walter Cronkite. Now, there were two other newscasters giving the evening news. But for whatever reason, Walter Cronkite and eventually Dan Rather, that, that was her spice and her flavor. By the same token, there can be many voices in a single topic or a single genre, but we each have our own spice and our own flavor, and we're going to attract that audience. The sound of someone's voice is very important. It's a, it's a personality, but the sound and the content, and there's so many factors that go into it. Well, you feel very close to them. I have not physically met a podcaster until I've been at a COT podcasting conference but I would hear their, them talking behind me and instantly know who they were and turn around and run up to them and give them a hug because I was so excited to finally meet them. 
And and needless to say, that is always kind of a shock to the person receiving the hug, but they have no idea how much of a part of my life they have been all for months, weeks, years. And so it's super nice to be able to see them face to face. And I just love that real intimate, you know, personal nature of podcasting. But let's veer back to your own productions again, because I'm very curious for someone that started Not Podmopo, how you've done your 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 monthly projects for this throughout the 12 years. Do you do you tend to do the same topic or theme every year? Do you vary it a lot or how how is that gone? Every single year is an experiment. <laughs> totally. I totally use this as my way. So one year uh in 2008 I think it was, I wanted to get comfortable going live. Because at that time, I was doing the recordings and then a lot of the post-production and had a lot of 3 a.m. editing sessions. And that was getting old. And I was getting tired of that. And I thought, if only I felt comfortable or confident to go live, it would totally change this dynamic. And it would just take, you know, give me back some time. And I approached the San Antonio podcaster group and said, hey, does anybody in here want to do this experiment with me during Napod Pomo? I want to go live. I want to give this a try, but I don't want to go live by myself. I want to have a co-host to talk to. And one of the members of the group said, I'm not a podcaster. I've never done it, but I'm interested. And if you're willing to teach me, I'm happy to do it with you. And we did a show called Tech in 20, you know, technology in 20 minutes for the 30 days of Napod Pomo. And at the end of that, we said, hey, this is like a whole lot of fun. Let's not stop. Although let's not do it every day, but let's not stop. And we wound up deciding that we would do two shows a week. On Tuesday, we would introduce a topic. On Thursday, we would interview an expert in that genre or topic. And we did that for five years before we faded out. And that was just from Napod Pomo. You know, other years I do things and I'm like, well, that was terrible. Let's never do that again. So every single year is an experiment. This year, my experiment was mobile apps. And I've I tried three different mobile apps and tried also different recording setups to see, well, what do I like if I'm mobile? Do I like it this way? Do, what does that sound like? Oh, and how's this? So it's totally been an experiment. And I, I've had fun. I'm a lot techie geeky. So I kind of like kind of mucking around in, in this space. I started out with Spreaker Studio and kind of figured that out a little bit. And then I moved to Podbean and I really liked Podbean. And then I moved to Chirp. And Chirp has got a three minute limit, which was like, holy cow, oh. I, I have to really, you know, <laughs> I have to say what I need to say and I have to say it quickly. Uh, but it was it was fun. It was fun. But uh, I, I'm back to Podbean. I'm, I'm ending uh, Napod Pomo in Podbean because I really did like Podbean a lot. Still trying to figure out like the music and my timing and I'd use the slider to duck and then, oh, there's effects. Let me do the applause thing. So I'm I'm playing around with it. And I because it's in Napod Pomo. I feel free to do that. Whereas in the real space, people are going to go, she's been podcasting for almost 15 years, and she doesn't know what she's doing. It's not that I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel free to try this stuff out. And here's what's really cool. Everyone else is trying stuff out too, and they're learning, and we're listening to each other, and we're all learning together. And and it's so much fun. Like Kyle Bondo is actually doing a drama for Napod Pomo. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I was like, that's a lot of work. Do you know how much prep they did before putting that out? Because that had to be yeah. uh, sound effects, voice actors. The I mean, I'm like, wow, super impressed. So many so much fun stuff. So yeah, it's been great. It's always an experiment. And because of that, it's always fun. And empty bottles of champagne, pearls upon a window pane, a cocktail dress and necklace chain, 
I'm so happy I could die. Let me turn the tables on you. What has Napod Pomo, not Napod Pomo, done for you this year? We're not done yet. We have a few days left, but by now you kind of you kind of have a handle on on what this has been. Yeah. Oh, it's done so much, so much. It, it amazing. Like I, I realized <laughs> I've tried a few different creative things in my life, and I've never stuck to them like like podcasting has, and that is equally true for Napod Pomo. I've tried so many thirty day challenges in my life, and I realized as I was doing the push this weekend to try to get ahead. I've never finished one, but I think I will actually finish this one. So that's check one is I've actually gone the whole way through 30 days of something. Two is realizing that my pod years have massively changed and I can't just do on the fly anymore. I'm not super comfortable with that. And three is I've, I haven't played with apps like you have, but I've played with different messaging apps like WeChat, that with the, the biggest app in China and uh, WhatsApp and uh, Instagram all record voice messages. And when I realized on day two that I was absolutely changing what I thought was the plan for the 30 days, I sent messages to people saying, hey, can we do asynchronous interviews where I type questions and you record them here and I drag them over and edit them and do it that way. And I had so many people saying yes. So I've ended up doing a bunch of asynchronous interviews (laughs) that I've never done before. And they're like maybe 10, 15 minute episodes. And people just kept they kept talking. They like the questions were good enough that it sparked something in them and they kept talking and I was so excited that that worked. Oh, that is a really cool idea. I didn't realize that's what you were doing. And you've been I've seen been seeing you talk inside of the group, but I hadn't realized exactly how you were doing it. That is very smart. I would not even have thought of that, but I love it. What a great idea. Thank you. Well, I was I was desperate. <laughs> I was like, seriously, a day in, I was like, okay, all plans are gone. Like I was literally just going to record and upload. And that was gone. And I had all these people that I'd interviewed before. But for their story, and in this one, I wanted to answer because I'm focusing around uh, Mandarin Chinese language that I'm still massively struggling with. And I still had all these questions. And I had all these people who like to talk about it. So I was like, well, why don't I just ask, like, one theme? per thing. Like, for example, Josh, who just started a new podcast uh, called Mandarin Slang Guide, he answered some questions on dating because he's he's been in China for about 10 years. And he's very fluent in Chinese and he's dated some local women. And so I was like, okay, so pick three things that are the most different from English to Mandarin Chinese in the three stages of dating. Like when you first start dating someone, when you're like, you know, saying I love you and that kind of intimate thing. And when you break up, and he just went to town on it. And there's a whole episode on him answering those questions. <laughs> I love that. What a great idea. So are you thinking of keeping this going in a different way? Or is it just always just going to be this little nugget that you did during Napod Pomo? I struggle with that because honestly, even though they were about 10 minute episodes, the editing was a bit challenging. Uh, and I found because it was shorter, I would listen to it more times to pick up more things that I wanted to massage or move around or, or kind of make better. So it was a bit of a dangerous editing hole for me. Uh, and there is a lack of follow up because when the person starts talking, there's times when I was listening back and wanting to go, oh, what if I had asked that question if it was in person? You know, what if I had kind of interjected? So there, there are a few flaws in it. If I can get the editing quicker, I would like to add this into the mix of the longer in-person interviews or in-person. I still consider video in-person. Sorry, the longer like synchronous interviews. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd like to do it, but I, I wouldn't want to just do those. Because I, I feel like it's a very different creature. So are those like bonus episodes or would those be once a month versus your regular show? 
I don't know. I honestly have no headspace for it because I'm still thinking of the next six that I have to put out before the month is <laughs> over. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's been a lot of fun. And it's been nice to have guests come back because I got so used to having a guest and then, you know, keeping up with them on social media or what have you. But this is a really nice way to have them back, but not do another full episode because we already had like their sto- their language story, how they learned their process, all that kind of thing. So this is a way to have them come back without having to dig in something we already know about. So it was kind of really fun to have re- repeat folks who aren't just guests. They A lot of them have turned into, as I'm sure you know with, with podcasting, a lot of them have turned into my friends too. So I'm like, come back. I love you. I love your voice. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's have you back in the community in this way. Well, it also gives so. your listeners who may have gotten attached to one person's story an opportunity mm-hmm. to hear from them again in relation to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my very long answer to your question is it's absolutely exploded a lot of things I had been thinking about with with before Napadpomo and it's given me the space to do them and to do them every day. So and that that everyday part, as exhausting as it is right now at day 26 for me, (laughs) is has been really good because even when I'm like, let's just get it out today. Let's see what happens today there's still a creative thing that happens because it's been so many days in a row that wouldn't have happened if I had just tried this out a few times during a month. Mm -hmm. I think that is really the power of it. Because even if you, for folks who didn't complete, because we have had some folks say, life's gotten too nuts, I'm going to get to 10 or 15. And that's going to be it. Sure. That's that's 10 or 15 that they would not have had had they not started the challenge, those lessons learned, the fun that they had, whatever it was. And so I always think I applaud folks who make the attempt. Again, I did not finish every single year. I've had my own life challenges in the midst of things, but I still made the attempt. And and so, yes, there's going to be folks who if when you finish your 30 on the 30th, you will have one and you'll get to display the I did it badge on your blog with pride. Woo! But, Sorry, but I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's going to be great. I, I tell you what, this happens to me every single year. We get to the last week and it's, yes, it's been a grind. Yes, it's exhausting and all those things, but I'm already missing our little community. Oh, Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll see each other again next year, you know, in the right. same way. And it's not like we're losing touch, but it's not right. that same intense bonding that you get when we're all trying to do this big challenge and we're all cheering one another on in order to to hope that we all can accomplish it together. Sure, sure. And that actually reminds me that I saw a recent tweet of yours when you were asking people, hey, how are you doing your socials during Napod Pomo? And I just thought, oh, oh, mine have completely fallen off. <laughs> I, could, I considered publishing my social right now because I just, I have no headspace for the rest of it. And I have a social planner, so repeated stuff is still happening, but I don't have anything new really going out into the world other than, oh my gosh, this is hard. <laughs> so how do you how do you keep up with your socials during the month of posting? Uh, well, the group helps, but also I go and look at the hashtag every day of Napod Pomo and see what people are talking about. And so I want to interact with our community. And then folks, because it's it just, you know, it's out there in the space. I do have other folks who respond and, and ask questions and talk to but I really hyper focus on the community. I really do. Right. And that makes sense. How many of us are there this year? So we probably started with like, uh, maybe 90 something people in the group from the previous year. And this year, right now, we're at 177 people. I'll say 
probably about 50 something of them are still active, like hardcore. And that's about, I'd say that's about right. One of the things that I talked about um, on uh, the Friends with Deficits uh, show was that I realized, you know, that this definitely needs to be bigger because we have such amazing stories that come out of Napod Pomo. And so I'm considering, not considering, I want to have like chapter leads across the globe to really, you know, develop it further so that it's not limited to anyone. I, again, I always think of us as a nation of, of podcasters and only because that's how it started out. Like when we were in, back in the early days, people were all over the world doing this stuff. And so I've never really thought of it as being any particular country's domain. I've always just thought of all of us as being podcasters. So, but I recognize that folks may want to have a little bit more ownership locally. And I thought, so I'm really probably wanting to ask for folks who want to be leaders in their local areas um, in relation to NAPOD Pomo to help develop and grow it so that more people can experience this and really gain the benefit of it because I've always found it to be beneficial in some form or fashion. I agree. I agree. And as soon as you said that, I was thinking, oh, we could have in-person meetings during the month too to kind of decompress together. I think that would be great. That would be that would be amazing. I'm a huge fan of tech and in tech and connecting people no matter where you are in the world. But I really like what what Adele is doing with Podcast Brunch Club, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you're using the tech to get, you know, to get information, to get stories and all that kind of stuff. And then you come together and you talk about it. I really like that in-person aspect that technology can foster. And I think that would be a really cool thing to add to Napod Pomo. I'm guess I'm guessing that uh, that you may be a chapter lead at some point, maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah, I just have to find a place to be. I'm, I'm moving in literally one month. Once I'm settled, absolutely, I will throw my hat in the ring. I totally dig that you have an adventurous life, a literally adventurous life. <laughs> adventurous, crazy. It's all the same thing. Well, um, can you let our listeners know where they can find you and what yeah. projects they can find of yours? Yeah, so I'm ePodcaster on Twitter, but NapodPomo.org. Um, we have a Facebook group. If you use the hashtag NapodPomo in uh, Twitter, Facebook, you'll find you know the group of us, us hearty few that are uh, venturing forth during the 2019 challenge. Great. And what what uh, podcast do you have in production right now? I'm mostly on the production side right now. I have a lot. I have a lot of work that I do for clients. So I'm not your I'm I've done it all, but I'm not at the moment where I've got like, I've got the show that comes out every week and it does this. I Napod Pomo is probably where I podcast the most for me for Jennifer. Um, but every everywhere else I'm podcasting production for clients and for projects that I'm working with on it with other people. That's really exciting. That's the it harder is. part too. It is. Yeah. But it's fun. I the thing is, even though I've been involved in this space for so long, I absolutely love podcasting. It's my favorite medium. I listen to podcasts every day. I enjoy talking about it. I'm excited that there's a lot of folks that are interested in it as well. And I think the fact that it's a space where we can all share our message, have our voices be heard, and find people all around the globe who have that same interest, it's so powerful. If you haven't done it, do it. If there is a man to be, strum a chord and sing to me That there will be another time, a time for you and I 
With candles, books, and wine carafes Albums filled with photographs And rooms that echo tuneful laughs I'm so happy I could die I could die, I could die Someday I won't have to try Until I do, I think of you I'm so happy I could die Days of trains and coffee spoons Nights under exotic moons Lazy morning hotel rooms Well, a time for you and I And empty bottles of champagne Pearls upon a window pane A cocktail dress and necklace chain I'm so happy I could die I could die, I could die One day I won't have to try Until I do, I think of you I'm so happy I could die And through half-deserted streets And half-hearted retreats Will I manage my defeats For a moment For a moment I think of you A home to build a life and more With trips made to the hardware store And dances on the kitchen floor Well, a time for you and I Working minds and broken hearts Collaborate the greatest arts And thunder through the empty parts But still I wonder why Wonder why, I wonder why I wonder why we have to die Until I do, I think of you I'm so happy I could die I could die, I could die One day I won't have to try Until I do, I think of you, a star to light the sky. Until I do, I think of you, a light to grace my eye. Until I do, I think of you, I'm so happy I could die.